Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 20th. It is six minutes after nine. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels, Rob Kendall with the day off and Ethan Hatcher joining us in the studio this morning. Huzzah! Happy to be here once Ah, again. ah, Wait a second. Uh, uh, Are you speaking without permission? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you ask the Colorado Supreme Court if you're allowed to talk? Because apparently right now they're making decisions on what we're allowed to do, how we're allowed to think. I meant to say Simon says good morning. (laughs) Simon says you can talk. Boy, are you kidding me? Are we allowed to choose for ourselves? Are we allowed to think for ourselves? Once again, I am baffled by the Democrats' move here because surely this is going to be struck down by the Supreme Court on flimsy, non-existent constitutional grounds the first time the 14th Amendment has ever attempted to be applied this way. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Okay, first of all, let's let's reset just just in okay, case yeah, yeah, yeah. you let's didn't set, hear let's the set news. Up the audience. We're talking about the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that uh, Donald Trump is disqualified qualified from holding the presidency, they say under the Constitution's insurrection clause, and they ordered the Secretary of State to exclude his name from the state's Republican presidential primary ballot. The Secretary may not list Trump's name on the 24 ballot, nor... May she count any write-in votes cast for him. Now go ahead, give me your well, thoughts. Would you like me to uh, read that section of the 14th Amendment to you know, kind of clarify what the Colorado Supreme Court believes they're applying here? Well, somebody should read it. Okay. Uh, according to Section 3, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of, uh, uh, of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive of uh, or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may... Uh, may by a, a vote of two-thirds of each house remove such disability. Okay, so we have <laughs> Section 3 here, which has to deal with insurrection. It was instituted after the Civil War mm-hmm. to, to deal with those members of Congress and prevent them from retaking the federal government. Okay, Donald Trump hasn't been convicted or charged at any point of insurrection. At best, he is investi- being currently investigated for his involvement in the 2020 election. But that, that doesn't mean conviction of anything. And so the, the removal is preemptive. And also, Section 5 explicitly says that the Congress shall have power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. So the Colorado Supreme Court is not the Congress. Mm-hmm. They're overstepping their authority in the Constitution. This is going to be shot down, which leads me to believe which leads me to believe, Casey, yeah. that this is wholly intentional by Democrats. Much like the initial indictment, I can't imagine they believe this will be successful and must understand it's going to elevate Trump's prominence. And so they're just 
betting the whole kit and caboodle here that they can defeat him in the general. Yep, okay, so you're correct. Trump was never convicted of insurrection. No one involved in January 6th was convicted of insurrection. Trump was never charged with insurrection. No one involved in January 6th was charged with insurrection. Trump was acquitted on the second impeachment on charges that related to the Mm -hmm. events of January 6th. So what we see here is that these communists, they're they're preparing the ground of what's to come. They're calling him a dictator now so that when they try to send him to prison, it's all okay. And they're calling you a domestic terrorist so they can arrest you when the FBI wants to crack down. Now, this is, you have some unelected academics telling you what you can and can't do. And you know how they always have the big map on the wall of which state goes to which candidate? They might as well just mark this one, Colorado, for Trump, because this is just going to all fall. The Supreme Court, uh, with Clarence Thomas leading, they're going to, this appeal, it's not going to go the way they want. So Trump can actually thank them for doing this and giving him the state of Colorado. I would imagine it's also going to thwart uh, uh, Jack, uh, uh, the investigator Jack's appeal to the Supreme Court as well. Uh Probably. (laughs) Just because of this mass interference. So there have been 25 states now that are filing different things. And, of course, all the polls say Trump way ahead. Uh, Haley and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie, they even came out and gave their reaction to this. And, again. Oh, uh, everybody has. Christie, Vivek, Nikki Haley, the the whole gang, as they should. Well, let's hear from them. Here's uh, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie. We don't need to have judges making these decisions. We need voters to have make these decisions. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. Mm-mm. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. Yeah, and, and that's it exactly with the Supreme Court uh, of Colorado making this decision. They're trying to choose for you because, Ethan... They know what's best for you. So this is antithetical to the constitutional process and is absolutely withering away at the integrity of our election process. If Democrats want to restore faith in the Ameri- in the election, in the government, then they need to step aside and let the voters make their own decisions. That's it exactly. Trump never removed an opponent from a ballot. No. Trump never used the government against his opponent. Trump never censored speech. So here's Vivek Ramaswamy pledging to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is allowed on the ballot. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong, and I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. Yeah, That's really what's at stake. 
whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. All right, so what you've got here is uh, by way of liberals, Vivek Ramaswamy literally changing how Colorado will hold their elections because Dave Williams, the Colorado GOP chair, came out and said, you know what, you don't have to withdraw Vivek. What we're going to do is change it and we'll have a caucus instead. Completely going to change it. So that would d- disqualify the Supreme Court's ruling in that case? Well, it just means, you know, his or the name, Colorado Supreme Court primary ballot is it, it'll look different. <laughs> but here's another question. Why did they issue this without naming the author justice? We're lacking just a little bit of transparency here. Well, it's a complete subversion of the election process. <laughs> yeah, it is 14 minutes after nine. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Let's switch gears and talk about what uh, Joe Biden has done. He was busted trying to sneak Hunter into D.C. on the Marine One transport. And uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News noticed it. Hunter Biden at the White House after filing that uh, congressional subpoena. We were all just watching the first family's return from Delaware on Marine One. And my colleague, Peter Ducey, noticed someone hop off the chopper who was not on the passenger list the White House gave us. Hunter Biden. So Hunter is apparently here at the White House after uh, defying a congressional subpoena uh, while being indicted and facing a maximum of 17 years behind bars on the financial crimes, plus another 25 on the gun charges that he is facing, John. So uh, Biden and Hunter, they all went shopping together. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about it. And why didn't the White House include Hunter Biden on the list of people traveling with the president? The reason I asked is just the, the legal trouble he's facing. If leaving him off the list would appear to sound like an effort to conceal him. Um, and I guess the question that it begs is why does the president think it's appropriate that taxpayer dollars should be used to fly him around when he's been indicted and justified a congressional subpoena. So I would refer you to uh, Hunter's personal representatives Mm -hmm. as it relates to any questions (laughs) about uh, the legal affairs. Uh, But as you know, Mm -hmm. as you know, as it relates to the past couple of days, as I just stated to your colleague, uh, is that, uh, you know, um, the president and their family were uh, obviously, uh, it was a somber somber anniversary uh, that they were recognizing. Uh, and uh, so you what could imagine what that is like uh, mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'll say lastly, and I've said this many times before, the president and the first lady love their son very, very much. But as it relates to anything uh, in regards to his legal affairs, I would mm-hmm. have to uh, certainly... Um, refer you to his representatives. I just don't have anything else to add on that. She was not asked about his legal affairs. She was asked why his name was left off of the list. There was another uh, reporter who asked her the same question, and she's like, well, I'll have to double-check the logs and Mm -hmm. see. It it doesn't matter whether the family was grieving. The family isn't the ones who write the logs and keep track of that kind of data. So the, the fact that it was conveniently left out definitely gives the appearance of impropriety, and if they're willing to conceal Hunter's travel, what other elements of his life and business dealings are they willing to conceal? Yeah, okay, so along with that, there's this one other audio that I wanted to play for you, and I want you to ask yourself while you're listening to this, why is the Biden family getting the monarchy treatment? I mean, this feels like something that the king's secretary would say. Like the U.S. has its own gray suit, and her name is Karine Jean-Pierre. Just listen to this, the family. 
And then uh, I noticed today when the president arrived on Marine One that Hunter Biden and his son Beau were also on the helicopter with them. The White House provides to the public a list of staffers who travel with the president. Why don't they provide a list of the family members that travel with the president on these government so, budgets? Um, so I, I have to double check to see if yeah, that is indeed uh, corrected because I did ask about that. So let me just double check. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I'll say this more broadly. Um, Obviously, you've seen uh, the president um, uh, with his family these past couple of days, uh, and I think you know why they were uh, they were um, they were observing a very somber anniversary uh, for them, and so uh, so I'm not going to add anything more to that. But this was a obviously a, a somber moment uh, in the in the family, and so they were uh, certainly together uh, to. Uh, um, you know, to, to acknowledge and uh, take part in that anniversary. So we just want to be really sensitive to that uh, and uh, make that very, very clear. Uh, and uh, don't have anything to add about the family. Obviously, the president is very close to his family uh, as it relates to the holidays. Uh, he spends, obviously, every holiday with his family, mostly every holiday with his family. I just don't have a <laughs> list of names uh, mm -hmm. to share with you at the same time. You, Mr. Taxpayer, you, Mrs. Taxpayer, you have to be sensitive to the family. You have to pay for Hunter Biden to fly around with dad. Well, I mean, in fairness here, I don't think uh, Donald Trump ever made Barron take an Uber to wherever they were flying. The issue is the concealment here. The issue is the dishonesty. The issue is the fact that they're trying to hide what's going on. And why the are they family. doing that? And why? Because they know it doesn't look good because of all of the trouble that Hunter has caused. Bingo. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning, 24 minutes after 9. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall with the day off and Ethan Hatcher in the studio. So the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, he's turned up the temperature once again in his battle against the Biden administration over immigration policy. So at the beginning of the week, he signed uh, a new border bill, including SB4. It makes it a state crime to illegally cross into Texas from Mexico. The law lets Texas police arrest those suspected of being in the country without authorization, and the state courts can sentence repeat offenders up to 20 years in prison. So isn't this part of his job as a governor, especially governor of a border state, 
state that he's responsible to not only enforce the state laws, but also federal laws and the Constitution. State laws, yes, it's questionable whether he has the constitutional authority to enforce border laws, because Mm -hmm. as it's been understood and enforced, that is strictly under the purview of the federal government. So this is an excellent opportunity to bring the issue before the Supreme Court and make a final ruling whether governors have that authority. But what Governor Greg Abbott's greatest success has been is sounding the alarm on the enormous, unimaginable failures of Biden's border policies. And he's brought this to the forefront of national attention by busing migrants to sanctuary cities, by overloading the taxpayer in those sanctuary cities where they invited them to be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Because it's shown us what the plight of these southern border states have been for a long time being forced to shoulder this burden by themselves. All right. Well, we're going to get to the mayor of one of those sanctuary cities in just a second. But here at the uh, same press conference that Karine Jean-Pierre had earlier, uh, she was asked about the record number of illegal immigrants crossing the southern border and how Texas is cracking down. And her answer, it's not who we are as a country. (laughs) Uh, Question on the new uh, uh, immigration law in Texas. Uh, Why have any any thoughts on that law? And uh, there's some litigation that's starting over the law as well. So, um, look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. And I think to add to that is that uh, it is very much in line with what Republicans, uh, many Republicans, uh, like to do or tend to do, which is demonize uh, immigrants and also uh, dehumanize immigrants. This is part of this. And so uh, this is not who we are as a country. This is not who we should be as a country. Uh, Communities should not, should not be uh, individually uh, targeted and put into into harm's way. And this is what we're seeing. Uh, Again, you know, this is something that Governor Abbott has done over and over again. There are pl- uh-huh. plenty of examples uh-huh. that I've listed out from here before, whether it's le- whether it's leaving migrants in the side of the road in the middle of winter, uh, installed razor, razor, uh, razor wire near the border, making it more dangerous for Border Patrol to do th- their jobs, and place bayous in the Can in we the shush the sea hag? I'm getting sick of this. Blah, blah, cut, blah. cut the tape, Carl. I'm sick <laughs> of the sea hag. All okay. right. Here's she the, said this can, is wait, not, wait. not who we are as a country. Uh, well, we aren't a country without borders. If you can't keep her sovereignty, what are we? Okay, yes. And she says dehumanizing uh, immigrants, which is such gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Nobody dehumanized the immigrants at that sports football stadium that were sworn in. We were all celebrating with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. as Americans yep. because they were now part of the country. Melania Trump mm-hmm. also welcoming immigrants who came through the front door. The we're, word you're missing is legally. There we go. Yes. It's, and it's not immigrants. It's criminals. It's people who are breaking the law and it's absolutely going to help uh, protect American safety by enforcing border security when we manifestly have people on the terrorist watch list attempting and successfully crossing into our boundaries. All right, so the mayor of Chicago is big (sighs) mad that his sanctuary city being used as a sanctuary city, so we'll get to him. And also, the city of Westfield has announced future plans for Grand Park. It's all on the way with 93 WIBC. The mayor of Chicago, big mad. Big time. Why? Well, because his sanctuary city is being used as a a sanctuary city, right? He's also mad at Greg Abbott in Texas. He says that, uh, 
what the, the the governor is attacking the United States itself by uh, attacking them with the immigrants that they asked for. Right. Um, but here he is uh, having a press conference, letting you all know about his displeasure. It was not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed, you have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. He is causing. Mm -hmm. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. <laughs> He's completely <laughs> blaming it on the governor of Texas. Let's put this into a little bit of perspective, right? The population of Chicago is about, what, 2.6 million? Uh, the population of El Paso, 30, 40,000? I mean, there's a little bit of difference, bit there of difference there when the population doubles based on immigrants. Well, you got 10,000 a day crossing the border. Yeah. So that's many times the size of the city of El Paso, and they're expected to complete, just take care of this. And I think it's funny that Brandon Johnson is blaming Greg Abbott for sending them cold and wet and without shoes. That's how they came. Mm -hmm. what, what, what is this? Yeah. Whenever yeah. Brandon Johnson talks, I hear entrance of the gladiators in the background. <laughs> so uh, earlier this week, they had uh, the highest single day ever of immigrants crossing into the border. It was what? over 12,000. 12,600. 12,600 highest single day total ever and the numbers just keep getting worse and I don't know if you've seen any of the drone footage but that really yeah. puts it into perspective uh, when you kind of zoom out and get that 10,000 foot view of really what's going on there and as you are traveling over the holidays if you're planning on getting on, on a plane hey don't be surprised if someone sitting next to you is an immigrant because you know they're being flown all over the country now. And is it up to Delta or any of the airlines <laughs> to let you know that you might be sitting next to somebody? And what sort of medical screenings did they go through? Sure. In their uh, illegal crossing and uh, as they're being flown all over the country. Well, th that brings up an excellent point because, of course, Brandon Johnson is pointing the finger at Governor Greg, Greg Abbott for busing these illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities who asked for them and mm -hmm. promised to be a welcoming place. What changed? Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he, so I, I don't know. I lost my thought. I, I, I meant to say Eagle Pass, Texas, by the way, not El Paso. Um, but here's a uh, here's a report from Fox that we should listen to. We have it, and the numbers just keep getting worse. Those 12,600 encounters you mentioned, that is the highest single-day total ever recorded, beating the previous record just a couple of weeks ago. And Eagle Pass is just getting completely overrun. Take a look at this video. Uh, a contact on the ground there sent us last night thousands upon thousands of migrants camped out waiting uh, to be processed by Border Patrol. I can tell you I've spent hundreds of days in Eagle Pass over the last couple of years. I've never seen the situation that bad there. Uh, and it is still going on this morning. Take a live look at our Fox News drone over Eagle Pass right now. You can see masses of migrants still camped out there waiting for Border Patrol. Uh, to take custody. 
Yeah, they're just waiting to take custody of all of them. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, so Brand, uh, uh, Brandon Johnson is pointing the finger at Greg Abbott for busing migrants across the country. But what about the president of the United States? What about Joe Biden? Because before Greg Abbott was even doing that, they were redistributing migrants uh, surreptitiously through those flights that were uncovered by Fox News. Mm-hmm. So why can the federal government do it, but not the governor of Texas, who's being asked to shoulder the burden by himself? Like, the blame is being completely misplaced by these liberals. Well, it's a lot of being gaslit because they're blaming the Republicans, but it's the federal border policy. It's a lot easier for the mayor to point fingers at other people and say, you're doing a bad job when all Greg Abbott is trying to do is protect his state. And you notice he's not offering up any solutions either, well, by Greg, the way. Greg Abbott has been enormously successful at drawing attention to the problem. Yep. It is 938. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. So let's take a look at what's happening in Westfield. City announced that uh, there are future plans for Grand Park and Grand Park not being sold. They announced this instead. It's going to partner with four different groups to form a Grand Park Sports and Entertainment. So Indy Sports and Entertainment, Keystone Group, Indy 11, and Bullpen Ventures. They're going to form a public-private partnership. And what they- a gross construction <laughs> of the English language. Say that again. Yeah, they're they're going to form a public-private partnership. Ugh. So read taxpayers on you know, on foot in the bill for the economic development of these private businesses. And look, I'm all for economic growth, but if you want to set up a business, you need to be doing it on your own dime and not coming to the city of Westfield and expecting a handout. This is ridiculous. So indie sports and entertainment and also bullpen ventures, they're going to handle youth sports at the park and they're going to work to bring in more large sporting events. Indie sports and entertainment plans to build a new training center for Indy 11 and Grand Park will eventually become the official training home for Indy 11, along with a new women's professional team that will play in the Super League. Super League! Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Keystone Group is going to be working with the city's development partner partner for Grand Park. Soccer and uh, women's sports, both famously profitable ventures in uh, America. Yeah, I, I... Spent a lot of time at Grand Park actually watching youth sports, youth soccer, but uh, the new partnership, they say it's going to focus on creating a sports and entertainment district. And the plans include building restaurants, hotels, offices, and retail spaces. And once again, when you when you build up these these uh, areas in, in the donut, like Westfield, okay, a lot of people travel there, like I used to do. I would travel many times from South Bend down to Grand Park for lots of youth sporting events, and we would stay in hotels in Carmel, go to the restaurants in Carmel. Now they're going to build up this area around Westfield with restaurants, hotels, and office and retail spaces. That's taking away from people coming downtown. What's, sure. what's the point? Why why would anybody come to downtown Indianapolis? Well, now we're setting up competition for mm-hmm. uh, the city's own economic investment from the taxpayers building hotels for private entities to profit from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Again, why are taxpayers paying for private businesses' ability to profit? I'm all for the free market thriving, but that means the free market needs to make its own decisions, not be interfered with by the, the, uh, the government. Okay, another big story that happened. Over 170 people with uh, Jeffrey Epstein links are likely going to be named in a court doc, and that's going to be unsealed in the coming weeks. That's going to what? Make a... A lot of people very uncomfortable at the beginning of the year as their names are going to be uh, 
brought up in this trove of court documents. Theoretically, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm incredibly skeptical of this. Because it hasn't been released at, to this point? At any point. While they well, they sealed uh, the records of Jill Zane Maxwell while she was offering testimony. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to get to the bottom of this, they would have been. They've had more than four years since he hung himself in 2019, and we know more about Hunter Biden's laptop and financial tra- transactions than we do about anybody who is fly- flying on the Lolita Express. So mm-hmm. maybe I'd love to see the list. Maybe they're willing to throw these 170 individuals on the sacrificial pyre, but again, I'll believe it when I see it. If there are any names on the list officially that you suspect are on the list. Will you be surprised? Will uh, that- of the 170 names, 169 of them <laughs> are uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> and who's the other one? Prince Andrew? Yes. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, this judge has ruled that they have to unseal these documents, but uh, here's a little reminder, and this is going all the way back to 2015. You know the internet's forever, right? Yeah. This was at uh, CPAC, and this is Trump randomly bringing up the Epstein Island and uh, mentions a few people. Is Trump going to be proven right again? Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. Uh, Got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. (laughs) Epstein, in your remarks about in the Q&A. Well, I think he's got a problem. I mean, I'm I'm here. I I don't know, but that island was uh, really a cesspool. There's no question about it. Just ask Prince Andrew. He'll tell you about it. Uh, the <laughs> island was an absolute cesspool. Mm-hmm. So, the Clintons uh, are friends and he's of been yours, there right? for many times. The are friends well, of I can't say friends, but I know You're friendly. Them. You know them. Are they you, play are, at my clubs you, a lot. I have clubs, uh, and everybody likes are, to play. Are you at my saying clubs. there's a political problem for her if she runs for president? Uh, it could be a political problem. Look, he could be a political problem. Right now, he's Teflon, and right now, maybe not. Mm. But he could end up being a. Okay, so yeah, back all the way 2015. It's incredibly Trump, prescient. Trump was pointing that out. Um, okay, before we get into break, let's talk about Chip Roy. Apparently, uh, he's, he's got a uh, chip on his shoulder from Texas. You know, he has been uh, backing DeSantis. And Carl, why why is uh, Chip Roy in this fight with Donald Trump? Remind me of that. He uh, endorsed DeSantis. Yeah, but you said there was something. <laughs> oh, oh else. why? Why? Oh, because um, because Trump tweeted out that we should primary out Chip. Roy. Oh, that's right, right. Okay, so <laughs> so now the two are fighting, and people are calling uh, Chip Roy a rhino, and here he is using the word of uh, I don't know, is it the word of the year, the word of the season, word of the winter? It's the F word. We've heard Elon use it. We've heard Vivek use it. And now here's Chip Roy using it. Carl, I hope you did a good bleep. Some of our brothers and sisters, particularly in the, uh, you know, uh, MAGA camp, I think, uh, particularly enjoy the circular firing squad. You want to come at me and call me a rhino? You can kiss my ass. Look, (laughs) I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I've not seen my family but for two days in the last 30 days. You go around talking your big game and you thumping your chest on Twitter. Yeah, come to my office to come have a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day. And Steve, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to a nunnery. Because, God damn it, there were people who were buried over in Normandy who deserve us to stand up for what they fought for. So that's what I'm going to do. And all of you out there who are out there saying what you're saying out on social media, you stick it. I'm going to go down to the floor and do my job, and I'm going to stand up for the people who fought for this country. And I'm going to do it the way I think is right for the people that I represent. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. 
What happened to a country where we can't even have order? Mm -hmm. You want to know what Ron DeSantis should be talking about as being the governor who can restore order as president of the United States? He was upset. Everybody's uh, yeah. tempers are flaring just a little bit. Uh, Chip Roy, pretty plain speaking guy, but I, I think you understood all the words there. And he mentioned Ron DeSantis. So we're going to uh, hear from the Ron DeSantis war room coming up on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 11 minutes in front of 10. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off. Ethan Hatcher joining us in the studio right now. You ready to talk uh, about Ron DeSantis? Let's and Nikki talk Haley? some DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, where Where are you with Ron DeSantis? How are you feeling these days? <sighs> I mean, you've you been know, a fan, right? I have been a fan. He remains, I, I think, at this point, my pick of the re- current Republican field. But even Ron DeSantis has given me cause for concern. At the fourth Republican debate, I was floored when he said we should stem the tide of legal immigration. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Roll back the tape. Ron, what did you just say? Do you think he was misspeaking? No, no. He was... Ab- he that was abs- intentional? He was tar- He was uh, addressing Nikki Haley uh, because, oh, well, Nikki Haley believes we should have unlimited legal immigration. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe we should have unlimited legal immigration if you meet the qualifications and come through the front door. Mm-hmm. Follow the rules. Yeah, and follow the rules. Legal immigration is what I want. Mm -hmm. First, we could talk about stemming the tide of illegal immigration before we address stopping legal immigration. Okay, now you had also mentioned uh, Nikki Haley uh, put you off when uh, she was talking about how everybody on social media needs to be verified with their name. Those are my two gripes with Nikki Haley, or the biggest gripes, I Mm -hmm. should say, is uh, her anti-First Amendment approach to social media and then also her propensity for war hawkish behavior and the uh, uh, bombing the world. <laughs> okay, so these are the two that are coming the close closest to Donald Trump. Uh, I have to imagine that how you're feeling about Chris Christie is probably, pro- oh, yeah, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not many feelings. I never took him seriously. Okay, and then what about Vivek? I, I, I used to like Vivek. Vivek was, uh, for a while, my pick uh, because of his performance in the Republican debates. I thought for the first three debates, mm-hmm. he outshined the performance of Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis really made a big improvement in the fourth debate because he finally did what he should have been doing the whole time, which is just focusing on his success in Florida and returning to the message. I think that that's what will resonate the strongest with voters because like what we've talked about before, leadership is what you're looking for as a qualifier for an executive executive of the presidency and if that doesn't resonate well you know i guess it's just not ron's time but that's the correct strategy but vivek really turned me off when he started leaning into uh conspiracy territory mm-hmm. and declaring uh proudly that the great replacement theory is is uh, not a conspiracy but a fact and the great re- replacement theory in short is the idea that immigrants are being purposefully imported to change the racial demographics of our country and replace the white re- majority to which I'd say, Vivek, if you believe in that theory and the people who do, look in the mirror, my friend, because you would qualify by that definition. Like, no, that's gross. I don't think we should be voting uh, for Clayton Bigsby. But Ramaswamy <laughs> came in through the front door legally like you. Correct. You know, have, or at least his parents did. Um, okay, so let's go to, I, I bring all this up because it's like you're running out of candidates that you like. Well, 
Ron DeSantis right now is is my uh, uh, pick. Okay. Out of the current field. All right. Well, let's go to the Ron DeSantis war room. Uh, he does have a new attack out, a new attack at out against Nikki Haley. Uh, so he clearly sees her as a threat to his path. Yes, he does. This is a combination of CNN, Fox, Donald Trump, Outkick, and Newsmax. He kind of got clips from everywhere, put them all together. And uh, there's a reason that Nikki Haley is spending millions to smear Ron DeSantis. And there's a reason that Haley is refusing to criticize Donald Trump. And and there's also a reason that Nikki Haley has asked Trump's permission to run, right? That's the way Ron DeSantis sees it anyway. President Trump has been withering about people who he endorsed or appointed becoming his opponents. And yet when it comes to Haley, he seems less concerned. Nikki Haley called me the other day to talk to me. And I said, look, you know, go by your heart if you want to run. Even someone like a Nikki Haley, she's careful to not really go after Trump in any kind of aggressive way because there's always the possibility that he could be looking at that debate stage for a VP. I don't think he sees her as a threat. In fact, her presence probably helps him. They haven't been nasty toward each other. Mm-hmm. Him and Ron DeSantis have been... They're, they're, they broke up for good. I can still see <laughs> Nikki Haley being welcomed back somewhere on the ticket. I don't see any way at all the math adds up for Nikki Haley. If Ron DeSantis were to drop out of this race, most of Ron DeSantis' supporters would actually go to Donald Trump. If Nikki Haley were to drop out of the race, most of her supporters would go to DeSantis. Would he ever pick Nikki Haley to VP? Would he ever do that? Crazier, crazier things have happened. Ooh, I don't know. I would enough. never say never <laughs> with Donald J. Trump. Okay, so for years, Nikki Haley has wanted to be Donald Trump's vice president. Now she's using the 24 candidacy to finally make her VP dream a reality by following the lead of the former president as they've combined to spend over $30 million against Ron DeSantis, all while she refuses to attack Donald Trump. That is what a new website says. And the website is a Trump Nikki 2024 website launched by Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. It's a little desperate. I'm not sure I follow his theory there. I don't believe that Donald Trump would ever make such a selection because the way he demands loyalty and is enamored with stardom and fame, neither of which are qualified by Nikki Haley. The fact Mm -hmm. that she's running against him, I think he would interpret as a slight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When he demands 100% loyalty. So uh, Ron DeSantis launches a website that is says says Trump Nikki 2024. So if you're very passive, are you seeing this and thinking, oh, okay, Donald Trump has picked his running mate and it's Nikki Haley? Or are you picking up on the fact that this is Ron DeSantis trying to say, oh, look, Nikki Haley's not really trying to be president. She's trying to be vice president. She's trying to be vice president. I mean, are you really getting that message from this website? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Is it too heady for Mm -hmm. people who aren't following, you know, the day-by-days of politics? Like, I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Rhonda Santos does have a point. She's not answering the question directly. She's been asked many times if she wants to be Trump's vice president and... You know, of course, she's saying I'm running for president, but she won't say whether she's interested in that role or not. So this was on uh, CBN News. She's asked twice if she will rule out running as his vice president, Trump's vice president. And uh, she said she said no, she wasn't, you know, she she never answered 
unequivocally that uh, she's keeping it purposefully ambiguous. Yes, being very <laughs> ambiguous. Okay, so what do we have coming up? Oh, the world's most powerful militaries in 2023 ranked. Where does the United States sit on the global stage of the world's most powerful militaries? We'll talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 20th. It is five minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off and Ethan Hatcher is joining us in the studio. Thank you, Ethan, for coming in today. Let's talk about uh, what the uh, Supreme Court of Colorado decided yesterday. Oh, boy. Yeah, they decided that uh, Donald Trump, he he can't be on that primary ballot next year. He's prohibited on constitutional grounds. And uh, in its opinion, the court said that the Secretary of State may not list President Trump's name on the 24 ballot, and she may not uh, count any write-in votes cast for him either. This is just a clear weaponization of the uh, justice system to stop Trump from entering the West Wing ever again. Well, it's also an overstepping of the constitutional authority and a misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment since Section 5 explicitly grants Congress the authority to enforce the provisions. It would seem that a state Supreme Court preemptively acting is a usurpation of that authority. And it's also questionable whether Section 3 even applies since Trump has never served in an oppositional military, never been convicted of of, uh, uh, insurrection against the country nor was anybody on January 6th convicted of that either. So, and if we're going to talk about Section 3 and giving aid and comfort uh, comfort to the enemy, what about the billions of dollars that Joe Biden has funneled to Iran and the country and uh, representatives, including John Kirby, admitting that it endangers the lives of Americans mm-hmm. and it endangers the lives of our allies in Israel because of the, how they're uh, utilizing those funds for terrorist uh, uh, organizations. So, well, and I lo- mean, along wouldn't that disqualify those... Joe Biden then under their logic? Yeah, and, and, and along, this, along those same lines, you could say that uh, Biden can't be on the ballot because of the 8 million illegal that he's led into the country. There you uh, go. Maybe Texas should remove him from their ballot as <laughs> he's violated the Constitution there. Um, okay, so the Colorado presidential primary is scheduled for March 5th, and uh, many people say they have full confidence that the U.S. Supreme Court is quickly going to rule in uh, the favor of Donald Trump and, and put all of this to an end. And if that's the case, well, surely Colorado 
will go to Donald Trump. He has uh, truthed out. He said that Biden should drop all of these fake political indictments against him, both criminal and civil. Every case uh, is he's fighting is the work of the DOJ and the White House. And uh, nothing like this has ever happened before to the country. He called it a banana republic. And he also said that this was election interference. And with this move by the Colorado Supreme Court, aren't they really getting in- involved in an election? Yeah. And, it, and, that's the and rigging of- it. The definition of election interference. Yeah. Now, I'm amused by the Colorado Republican Party's uh, suggestion that they may withdraw from the primary uh, if this goes through and then also switch to a caucus, which would be a, a really interesting workaround if mm-hmm. they're not going to allow him on a primary ballot. That's fine. We won't use ballots. I, so, I didn't appreciate the creativity of that in the first segment. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what came up with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, if this is what's going to happen, take me off the ballot. He would encourage uh, Haley and Christy and DeSantis to do the same. And then Dave Williams, who is the Colorado GOP chair, came out and said, hey, you're not going to have to do that because we'll just switch our system to a caucus system. But let's get some reaction. Here is uh, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie when they found out the news. We don't need to have judges making these decisions. We need voters to have make these decisions. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about more about Nikki Haley. I wanted to play this uh, clip for you uh, last hour, but we ran out of time, so here it is. Nikki Haley, she was on CBN News, and uh, she was asked twice if she would rule out being Donald Trump's uh, running mate, his vice president, and she doesn't ever answer the question. She doesn't talk about you as vice president, and I know what you're going to say. I don't play for a second. I got it. I've I've seen the line, and it's authentic. I get it. But Ron DeSantis has ruled it out. Says no way. I'm not going to do it. Okay, are you going to rule it out? I don't play for a second. <laughs> I knew you were. It's say offensive that. when anybody says that, oh, you know, she wants to be vice president. You don't do something like this to be vice president. You don't sacrifice emotionally, mentally, physically, with your family, everything to come in for a second. That's not me. I've never done second a day in my life. I'm not going to start now. I'm doing this because we have a country to save. Everybody knows that our country is in disarray and the world is on fire. And I don't trust anybody else to fix it. And I'm determined to get that done. And we're going to get it done. And the people want us to get that done. You can feel it. And that's why you're seeing us move in the polls is because they're they're tired. With me, there's no drama. There are no vendettas. There's no whining. It's just work. It's what I've always done is work. But you're not going to rule it out because you're not going to rule it out. It's not even a conversation. And it doesn't matter what candidate (laughs) wants me to answer it. I don't play for a second. I don't know what more I can say than than to get them to understand that. Well, sure. I mean, you aim for first, but you settle for second. And nobody believes if Nikki Haley happened to get that phone call, which I think is incredibly unlikely from the Trump camp, that she would turn down the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be doing a dance with the devil because Mike Pence thought he'd come out the uh, winner of that bargain but it didn't turn out too well for him i don't know no maybe it it wouldn't turn out well for it did not but she mentioned words like uh sacrifice and and that's what it is if you feel like you're going to serve the american people and that's what we need a leader to remember that they're serving 
the public. Considering how that's why they're called public servants, right? Considering how much he's financially benefited, of, you know, from her quote unquote service. I'm not sure you could qualify it as such. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about this article, which I found uh, very interesting. Global firepower. They ranked 145 countries based on their military power, and they came up with the list of the top 25. And uh, they weighed a host of different factors, like volume of sophistication of their equipment, finances, geography, and also resources. Now, it's a, an extensive list. They go into the reasons why they rank each one, and we could sit here for the next two hours and talk about the top 25, but let's just go down to the top five, shall sure. we? These are the most powerful militaries in 2023. Number five is the United Kingdom. And number four is India. And they say the reason India is sits at number four is because their strength lies in their population yeah. and their available manpower. And um, India, 47% of the country's population is involved in their military. So that is nearly half. Three is China. And, of course, they're a growing military power, definitely in the uh, recent years. And they also have a lot of manpower. However, something you have to consider with China is definitely their aging population, much quicker than India is. I think at some point in the very near future, India is going to pass China as a global power. And China has nobody but themselves to blame for that because of the one-child policy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, According to uh, Global Firepower, China's available military manpower is more than 761 million people. They also have 50 destroyer warships and 78 submarines, along with some other military assets. Sitting at number two, they place Russia. Um, Of course, Russia with a huge reputation and Definitely since they invaded Ukraine back in February of 22, they gave him a high score. Uh, Another reason Russia sits very high on this list, obviously, they have the world's largest stockpile of of nuclear nuclear weapons. Yeah, I still think that China and Russia should do a little flippy flop on this list because it's not just the nuclear arms. It's the quality of the hardware. And the Chinese have invested in their manufacturing, and they've also ripped off a lot of uh, American secrets in in, uh, the, the creation of these weapons. And we've seen how Russia has been unable to defeat a country many times their junior in Ukraine and their own hardware, you know, essentially rusting out and getting destroyed on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I, I think that their military has been revealed to be somewhat of a paper tiger. And if anything, I'd I'd be doing them a little flippy flop and they might even be, be behind India these days. Okay, so who's number one on this list? Nobody's surprised by this. No, it is the U.S. military retained its undisputed place at the top of the ranking. Although China's efforts, they're narrowing that gap over the years. But uh, Global Firepower says that U.S. took this top spot because it showcases commanding numbers in key material, financial. Oh, that's us. Right. We put them there. Also, uh, resource categories. So not only do we have a lot of weapons, we have the ability to make 
more weapons. Yeah. 92 destroyers, 11 aircraft carriers. Uh, air power includes over 13,000 aircrafts, 983 attack helicopters, uh, comfortably the largest in the world. We also have the largest defense budget, which we know uh, it uh, $750 billion, and that is more than triple that of China. China's budget comes in second place, by the way. We have so much military hardware, we can afford to leave some behind in Afghanistan when we finally tuck tail and turn and run. Yes, yes, Ethan, we can. (laughs) And uh, White House spokesperson John Kirby was recently asked about that. And you know what he said? You're wrong. We didn't leave equipment behind. We didn't just leave a bunch of weapons in Afghanistan. This is a fallacy. This is a farce. What we did over the course of our 20 years in Afghanistan, of course, with congressional approval and consultations, was armed and helped equip the Afghan National Security Forces. Now, and as we have said time and time again, uh, that as the Taliban made advances, those Afghan National Security Forces, many of them decided not to fight, but yet to lay down their arms and leave. But the, the, the arms that you're talking about, and again, I can't verify these specific reports, belong to the Afghan National Security Forces. That what, what was that's what was left behind. Not that the United States just right. walked away and abandoned a bunch of weapons in a pile in Afghanistan. That's just not simply not historically accurate. Mm, okay, so we're wrong. Did did we have the clip where they had the news reports of reporters, uh, you know, on the scene showing the military hardware that was left behind? Because I th- I thought I sent that clip to you last night. As what did we get that? No. No. Okay. Well. Take my word for it then. I wish we could have included it, but they had, and it's a perfect contrast to John Kirby to show the levels of dishonesty being perpetrated by the administration because Mm -hmm. you have the journalists right there in front of the equipment like, hey, here it is, guys. Here's the stuff that's being left behind. Here's the stuff that was left behind for somebody else to grab and Uh use. So so are you calling them liars with photographic evidence embedded with the troops? I think not. I think it's the administration who's trying to voice dishonesty on the American people, you disgusting swine. By the way, the U.S. is the largest provider of military assistance to Ukraine. We've already committed $47 billion in military assistance since uh, everything started. It is 18 minutes after 10. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Did you hear about this? Comcast saying 36 million of their Xfinity accounts were compromised in a data breach. 
That's one out of every 10 people in the country. Good thing I'm on Uverse. <laughs> <laughs> Comcast has required every single one of their subscribers uh, to reset their password and also include the multi-factor authentic authenticator. Uh, that's so irritating to me. I mean, I know it's it's an effort to protect your privacy, sure. but to have to do it twice or to get the text or the email, um, you know, with a little code, it just seems like it's one more step. And it's a hassle if you, for whatever reason, have to switch your phone mm -hmm. and you get a new number to then attempt changing that two-factor authentication is is such a, a trip. Because if you need your phone and you don't have your phone to get into the account, then you're basically screwed. Yep. Okay, so uh, the company said that uh, they've been targeted by hackers and it was vulnerable and i i didn't realize that many people were still you know using the product i guess so yeah that's crazy uh, one in ten um but at the same time i think this is a byproduct of the incredibly modern digital not to say that it's acceptable because mm -hmm. obviously this is uh, putting the personal information of 36 million people in peril uh for potential exploitation but that said everything that, that, that is about you. If you interact with the internet at all is up for grabs. The information's all there. You know, the, the data, where you travel, who you call, how long these conversations last, what websites you visit, what cookies, what things you've bought. It all interfaces with, with each other and you've gotten more than you could possibly fathom information that is being controlled by data analytical companies and the more you interact online, the more is available for analysis. And that's just... a. a I, I don't know how you stop that. I don't like it. And I know there's lots of information about me out there just mm -hmm. as a byproduct of inter interacting online. I'm just, I'm just how do you how do you stop that though? You, you can't. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're just crap out of luck. Let's talk about this new poll from Fox <laughs> News, how uh, voters feel, how things are going in the United States. What do you think the answer is? How do you how do you feel things are going in I the United States? I don't need to State? guess, Casey Daniels, because Kareen Jean Pierre has told me repeatedly things are great. <laughs> You're right. I trust the press secretary. They wouldn't be dishonest, would they? You do. You trust yeah, her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, that's your choice. Things are hunky dory. That's true. That that is your choice, Ethan. Until the Col Colorado Supreme Court tells you otherwise. <laughs> But according to this Fox News poll, 68% uh, are dissatisfied, 32% uh, satisfied. What? And yeah, uh, what is the most important what? issue facing America? Number one, 35% say it is the economy. And speaking of Karine Jean-Pierre, here oh. is the White House spokesperson once again defending Bidenomics. So I'll say this, and we've talked about this many times, right? Um, the last few years have been challenging the and so the president did everything that he can uh -huh. to make sure that we get this play the music again i like it better and we understand and that's why he's going to continue. Oh, she's when still going. To, that's why the Inflation Reduction Act is so important. Perfect. Oh, man. Okay, so the most important issue facing America at 35% is the economy. That's something that I do on my show all the time, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> except I, I usually put it like as a bed underneath the audio, so you, you get you get a, the, the mix. Of the both, both of them? Yeah, no, I like the way Carl did it. It's where difficult to... 
do two on the same same device. No, yeah. I, I like the way you did it, Carl, where you just drown her out. We don't even need to hear what she has to say. Um, that's, that's a better production, in my opinion. Another question from this poll. Have you been helped by President Biden's economic policies? 14% say they have been helped. 46% say they have been hurt. And they were also asked in the next year, the economy will get worse or get better. Do you want to take a guess? Is it going to get better? It's going to get worse. You're right. It's going to get worse. 44% of people thought it was going to get worse. Now, I know you're not a big sports guy. Uh, no. But have you heard about this uh, This. New Jersey restaurant canceling Tommy DeVito's appearance after uh, he doubled his price. He, he's he's a Giants player and uh, getting a little too big for his britches, apparently. Or is this just capitalism? So I think, what is he, like the third string guy? He came in. He was doing really well. He's got this great story. He's a hometown guy, lives with his family, and... Um, so becoming very popular, right? And he was going to make this appearance at this New Jersey restaurant. And then all of a sudden, he doubled his price. Well, that's bull crap. And because he was getting more and more popular. So is is this what you can do? Or is, I mean, there's well, sure. a difference between what you can do and what you should do, sure. right? Yeah. No, he has the ability uh, to value his appearance at whatever price point he feels is commensurate to you know, the value that he imparts. Obviously, the restaurant did not feel the same way. And if you want to engender yourself to the fans, many of which are working class, I don't think you're going to do it by doubling your price and then not showing up. Yeah. Um, so he should have really looked at the bigger picture because I, I would think that future, I don't know, sponsors, maybe big corporate sponsors would now look at him. People who could offer him a multi-million dollar deal um, might look at him as a liability because he had an agreement to go to this restaurant yes. and then he got a little too big for his britches and doubled his price. And then the restaurant said, no, they canceled it. We don't want you. Never mind. But what's he going to do if he has like a multi-million dollar deal? Yeah, you can't renegotiate right. after the deal's already been signed. Sorry, guy. You know, and it what it, the, the the thing is, he could have um, marshaled that into an opportunity, like you say, for other appearances. Mm -hmm. But now he's going to be viewed as the liability he should be viewed as. Yep. Because of because of his hubris. Now he's going to arrogance. Go, right. He's going to be looked at as the guy who didn't keep his word or who wanted to change things after the fact. Right. So there's also this list that came out. I believe it was Money Geek who came out with this list. And it is the safest small towns and cities in every state. So they went across the country and they looked at uh, crime cost per capita and they came up with this list and I'm going to give you a guess what is the safest small town in the great state of Indiana mm, I'm going to have to say mm. Carmel <laughs> you're very close Noblesville what if I'm going to give you a hint okay I'm just going to say Nigel 
Does that do it for you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zionsville. Yes, Zionsville. Congratulations to Zionsville. Zionsville's a nice community. Have you walked through Zionsville recently? Uh, Not recently. I mean, I've been there a few times, like, you know, for many, many soccer games over the years because uh, they've got a large, um, you know, soccer contingency in Zionsville. Uh, But the cost, what is it? It is crime cost per capita in Zionsville is $51. So, oh wow! Yeah, well, that's, you do you that's do pretty f- low comparatively. I mean, j- just because of the high pressure that I'm always under, you know, living in uh, the east side of Indianapolis, like I can actually feel myself relaxing walking the streets of Zionsville because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about dodging bullets or unsavory characters or being accosted by strangers. Like, I, I get it. That makes sense. Zionsville tracks. I asked Nigel about this, and he said, yes, very safe overall. Some random crazy stuff does happen from time to time, but for the most part, good, solid community. It is 1029. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection, you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Seven six eight four eight four four four. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Questions, comments, smart remarks. It is time to hear your voicemails with the Kendall and Casey Show on ninety three WIBC. Now you know. Normally, Ethan, we like to keep uh, the voicemails a little bit shorter, a little quicker, right? Right. Uh, we got a couple phone calls today, and they're all a little bit longer. And I don't know if it was because, well, this is my last day before I take a few days off and I was feeling lazy or because they had good things to say, whichever you pick or let the Colorado Supreme Court decide for you, um, (laughs) which is the reason. But our first phone call and Ethan, this one, I believe, is directed towards you. Uh We've been talking about polling a lot lately because all the polls have been coming out and many of them saying how terrible Joe Biden is doing. But uh, here's a phone call about polls. Hey, I'm listening to you. You're talking about polls. I thought I heard you the other day talking about polls. I don't know if this is the same guy. But what really, really graced me about these dudes is, oh, the polls are, there was cheating, dude. Say that. Qualify it. Everything else is qualified when you talk about Trump. I love Trump. Blah, 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 blah. Guy qualifies everything when it comes to Trump. How about the fraud? You don't think they cheated in the mayoral election in Indianapolis? 
I'm not saying the demographics don't bear it out that there's a lot more Democrats in uh, Marion County, <laughs> but they are cheating. They cheated in the red wave. There was a red wave. Where's Carrie Lake? She should be senator. Where's um, where's uh, Blake, whatever, master, whatever the dude name out in Nevada should be a senator. Uh, as much as you don't like Dr. Oz, there's no way he got beat by that moron Fetterman. And there's no way Herschel Walker, the most beloved athlete in the history of Georgia, didn't get 200,000 down votes, you know, coattails the way Brian Kemp did and lost to Raphael Warnock, a total um, fraud. And I mean, this guy drives me nuts and that so many of them do it. Alien balloting, lot boxes, there's all kinds of reporting on the Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, you name it, any conservative site, about all kinds of fraudulent stuff. Suitcases being pulled out, the whole thing was stolen, not to mention the suppression on Facebook and Twitter and the uh, laptop and the 10 million mm-hmm. people that would have voted for Trump had they known that. I mean, on and on and on. And this guy talks about it like, well, all these polls are, you know, they're, you know, they're never going to win. Yeah, because they stole the election, knucklehead. Why don't you say that? <laughs> He's calling you a knucklehead. <laughs> nothing <laughs> okay i mean if he thinks the uh, the indianapolis election was stolen i don't know how to help that those levels of crazy conspiracy theory because that's beyond the pale i mean what to say nothing of the lousy campaign that jefferson shreve ran i mean okay look if you want to point to a couple states in 2020 but if you think 2022 was stolen the indianapolis mayor's race was stolen why didn't they steal the election from uh, lauren bobert in colorado remember her election came down to just a handful of votes. It was well within the grasp of the Democratic Party. They could have gotten rid of that lunatic that's uh, beating off her boyfriend in the theater. But no, Whoa. turns out they uh, they counted the votes there. So, I, And then why would you even run an election that you know is rigged? That blows my mind. But okay, whatever. Okay, all right. I'm happy to be unpopular with those kinds of viewpoints. Okay, um, we also got a phone call. We talked about the uh, new uh, bill that... Uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, he signed, and uh, somebody wanted to call and talk about uh, his decision to do that and also his responsibility. Yeah. Hey, uh, with regard to uh, the governor of um, Texas, um, you know, passing local laws, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of dicey with relation to uh, immigration. But the other side of it is don't forget that uh, all the states are equally responsible for enforcing the Constitution as well as the federal laws. So, you know, there's nothing in there that uh, doesn't allow him to, uh, you know, lock the borders and keep it, keep uh, the undesirables out when you if you apply, you know, enforcement of the Constitution. Uh, so he is obligated to do that, too, irrespective of what Biden or any other yo-yos in Washington say. OK, so uh, Texas is going to begin authorizing state and local police to arrest migrants uh, believed to be in the state illegally. And uh, this is 
supposed to take effect early 24. Many civil rights groups have already said that they would file a lawsuit over this sure. bill, and it's most likely destined to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. These are how disputes are resolved. These, This is how we carve out policy in this country, and Greg Abbott certainly has the responsibility to try. I believe, based on the way the Constitution has been interpreted and enforced, that his, his law would be struck down by the Supreme Court because it's under the purview of the federal government. But it remains a lingering question, and that's why we challenge those laws and have the ability to air it through the Supreme Court process. So they can make the ultimate ruling there, and it would be ultimately beneficial to the country if they did find that governors have the authority to enforce those boundaries because it would give a lot more authority to start fixing these problems, at least at the state level, if the federal government is going to leave us hanging and not uh, live up to their obligations. Yeah, Abbott uh, blaming Joe Biden said that his failure to enforce federal immigration laws has resulted in Texas attempting to curb immigration, but he also said Joe Biden's deliberate inaction has decimated America. Okay, we also had a conversation uh, yesterday about um, how the Pope has said he's given approval for priests to bless same-sex couples, and however, there's a a little bit of confusion between the headlines and what the actual Vatican document said. The document reaffirms that the sacrament of marriage is still between a man and a woman, and it also says that uh, priests may bless same-sex couples, but not to be confused with the ritual of the sacrament of marriage. So more or less the priest can bless the individuals, but it's not any sort of acknowledgement that that is a wedding. Right. Somebody wanted to call and uh, have a conversation about that. Yeah, good morning, Casey. You're doing a great job with whoever you have with you, and so far we've <laughs> enjoyed listening to you. I wanted to weigh in on some of the conservative talkers right now are talking about the Pope's remark about blessing the gay marriages. May I suggest that as a temporary guest host for maybe a few minutes, you get the resident Catholic, Pat Sullivan, on to weigh in on this. <laughs> but as the non-resident Southside mm-hmm. Catholic here, I want to weigh in on it real quick myself. And in the Bible, the Lord said, forgive, love the sinner, not the sin. Love the sinner, not the sin, is what his remark was. And that's essentially where the Pope's coming from. He didn't speak ex cathedra, so this is not one of those things where they can say, well, this is definitely the rule because he spoke as a Pope, and we all know ex cathedra is the official thing and infallible. He didn't speak that way. He just said, and I'm sure this was maybe part of his Christmas message to come. The original statement was way back in October, and now they're just now bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, before any more controversy comes over this and Catholics start screaming and running from the exits, mm-hmm. suggest maybe get a pat on mm-hmm. and maybe have him call one of his priests, like maybe uh, Senior Shadow to weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a thing. I don't know why anybody's making anything of it. It's just the Pope being the Pope. Okay, so um, the the document also reinforces that uh, any blessing that a priest does, um, it it shouldn't be done at the time of a civil union. And also the priest isn't supposed to wear any clothes or use gestures that would signal that it's a wedding. 
like a typical Catholic wedding. I thought we already had a resident Catholic in the studio. We don't need to invite Pat, <laughs> Pat Sullivan in. I mean, if Pat wants to come in, he can, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Indiana Medicaid facing a billion-dollar deficit. Medicaid uh, in Indiana projected to have nearly, what, a billion-dollar deficit over the next few years? Billion dollars? That's quite a miscalculation, don't you think? The Family and Social Services Administration, the FSSA, they presented their numbers to the State Budget Committee, and uh, they say they weren't using the most up-to-date forecast. They weren't the most recent numbers. And they also say that more people signed up for Medicaid. So that was the billion-dollar mistake. Who could have imagined that by grossly expanding uh, Medicaid in Indiana to entice federal dollars and federal funding, it would result in a disastrous shortfall? Because it turns out you can't pay for the entire state. What's it up to? I think one in every five, one in every four Mm -hmm. Hoosiers potentially uh, receiving some form of Medicaid benefits. And yes, to the tune of billions of dollars. That's expensive. Okay, so uh, the FSSA, they talked about what they're doing to prevent this from happening again. Monitoring really on a monthly basis at a very detailed level um, around enrollment and expenditures, utilization, so that we can see very close to real time what might be driving increases in cost and respond appropriately. So I guess I have to assume that those careful and important measures have not been employed up until now. We have an opportunity to improve in in the, I guess, level of detail we are reviewing um, that type of information. (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So Holcomb says that uh, they're going to tap into reserves to cover the cost. Billion dollars. Wow. So no cuts. There's never any cuts. It's It's always spend more, more, more. And isn't it, Rob always says, you wouldn't trust these people to run your local Wendy's. Right. And I, Well, they'd run it into the ground. I think we've got a, a billion-dollar reason why we understand he says that. It is 1044. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1047. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob with the day off. Ethan Hatcher in. Hey, we have to update everybody. We were talking about Tommy DeVito, the uh, Giants player who was invited to go to that restaurant and then he doubled his price and then they canceled on him. And then somebody said, wait a second. He ended up going. Yeah. Tommy DeVito ended up going to the restaurant. It was a pizzeria, Yeah, right? cre- credit to Vic Ferrari in mm-hmm. the chat mm-hmm. for pointing out that, yes, indeed, he did eventually make good on this appearance, and he showed up for free, and he even held the pizzeria owner's baby, gave him a kiss on the head. He's like, uh-huh. please forgive me. I'm sorry. Love me, fans. Love me. Yeah, somebody somebody said, uh, not cool, dude. <laughs> and, and instead of charging them, you need to go and do it gratis and hold the baby, make good. Okay, that- so now, that's that's some karmatic justice right there because you roll the dice for double and get nothing. It's uh-huh. double or nothing and you got nothing. Well, that was the right thing to do. I mean, yes. he shouldn't have doubled his rate and instead he got called out for it. Somebody said, you look like a real jerk for doing that. You look like a tool, Yeah, and man. so what do you got to do? Uh, you got to show up for free and yeah. make it all good. Okay, so now he has, uh, has he opened the door with his contrition for any uh, multi-million dollar deals now? Uh, in the industry, I believe we 
we call that a make good. So sure, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead, sponsor away anybody who wants to. Uh, can we talk about Ted Cruz for just a minute? Sure. He has called on uh, three different university presidents to resign in disgrace. He's also saying that the uh, wide open border is an invitation to come in and commit acts of terror. And he has also said that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is um, showing far too much sympathy for the Palestinian side of the uh, Israel mm-hmm. Gaza, you know, what's going on in Gaza. Yeah, there is a, a Hamas shocking war. amount of sympathy for Hamas. Um, he said that she is undermining Israel. So he was also at the uh, Turning Point annual event. This yeah. is uh, America Fest 2023, and he was on a roll. I these these guys they're they're letting their hair down at this event. I feel well, like they're they're playing the hits in front of a friendly audience. They are playing the hits in front of <laughs> right, um, and many many times it feels like it's not really broadcast worthy. But we're gonna roll the dice and we're gonna go for it anyway too. Okay, so here he is, and uh, he's got a lot to say about Joe Biden. Joe Biden knows what a woman is. <laughs> I gave you proof. He only sniffs the hair of girls. But I'm <laughs> who's writing his material. <laughs> Um, yeah. a, little, a little spicy there, a little uh-huh. spicy. Uh huh. Um, he he also goes on and talks about um, who liberal women want to date, or in, in this case, who they don't want to date. Left is so bad. They're so unhappy. They're so pissed off. And by the way, if you were a liberal woman and you had to sleep with those weenies. <laughs> You'd be pissed too. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, he's not done. Do you got time for one more? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, we, we've, I think we've already reached the peak with Ted Cruz talking about other people's junk, but let's see if he outdoes himself. Oh, he's going to, Ethan. Okay. I'm telling you. Here he is making a comment about Joe Biden and how he travels. Listen, we have a president of the United States who his team carries extra pairs of pants with him when he, when he oh. travels. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. In case he has poopy pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a... Incontinence in chief? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so this is going on at the same event, and we hear from Tucker Carlson, and these are Tucker's thoughts on Donald Trump's VP, VP pick. I mean, I... But the case, I, I kind of like Vivek. I think oh. he's one of those people who... Oh. Everyone beats up on Vivek for being... He's a phony and all this stuff. I don't know. I, I've covered a lot of campaigns going back to 1992, and I've noticed this thing in many candidates, and I notice it in him. The process, the process of running for president and speaking three times a day and having people throw hostile questions in your face causes you to change. They all change during these campaigns. Like, for real, inside... And I feel like Vivek's positions have gotten much more sincere yeah. since the beginning of this. Like he, I watch him with Nikki Haley, and I'm like, this is a guy who's very offended by her views, like for real. He's not attacking her because she's a woman. He's attacking her because he actually thinks her views are terrible for the country he lives in. And I love that. 
shining the corruption on Nikki Haley is one of the most productive things that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has done. I just, I happen to think he fell apart in the fourth debate. Like, that really turned me off of his campaign. Otherwise, I mean, he had been a promising lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he's being so much fake as he is unfiltered. And I thought Tucker brought up a good point that you can see how they, they morph, or some people would say grow, throughout the campaign they their talking points start at one area and where they end up you can see kind of the evolution sure. of their campaign i i believe that ron DeSantis may be one of the only ones who has delivered the same message consistently over time he's been talking about his success in florida and he has kept on that and you know his anti-woke push and everything and um his um how he didn't like what happened during covid and how he was different how he governed different he's been keeping on that same message this whole time and that's what he needs to do well not if you look at the polls maybe that's part of his problem he's not connecting with the zeitgeist um you know which that is an unfortunate reality uh sometimes of politics and part of it has to do with the fact that donald trump is commanding such attention in part because of the way the democrats have weaponized the political process against him and it makes many republicans feel obligated to support the former president you know if for no other reason than to stop the democrats in their tracks from ever attempting this again yeah well we heard from the former gop chair who said that you know the electorate is angry right now and if you think they were angry in 2016 just wait until now they're even angrier all right uh let's talk about this poll 65 percent of men agree that if a woman identifies herself as this on a date it's a red flag a man yeah (laughs) i would think that would be 100 percent but you never know uh so uh bad smells Loud talking and getting too close too quickly are all red flags when dating someone new. Yeah, I saw that. They said a red flag was uh, uh, it was a red flag when they got too it started breaching into the privacy space. I mm-hmm. think was the quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in my day, get women to breach the privacy space. I thought was the goal, but maybe things have changed. <laughs> you're too close. Back off. Uh, you're invading my space. Okay. Well, the most common red flag they say. For men, two-thirds agreeing with this. I don't know why it's only two-thirds. If your partner identifies as a communist, that's a red flag. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Good call, guys. Based. Uh, You think? Now, on the other side of this poll, for women, they were saying that a red flag for them, oh boy, if you're a MAGA Republican. How is anybody getting together these days? Well, they're not. Oh, there it is. Well, they've already done uh, studies. People are doing less banging than ever before, so. Mm -hmm. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 20th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off and Ethan Hatcher joins me in the studio. Hey, Ethan, did you ask for permission to wear that shirt today? Uh, I forgot to run it by the Colorado Supreme Court. I think from now on, anything you feel like you want to do, you're going to have to double check with them because now they are the authority authority on everything. Um, You (laughs) feel like you want to uh, vote for Donald Trump? Well, they're not going to let you have that opportunity. Of course, uh, they had an unprecedented move as the Colorado Supreme Court removed Donald Trump from the 24 ballot, uh, not only taking his name off the ballot, but the secretary of state not allowing anybody to do any write-ins either. It's, an, it's incredible. It's a usurpation of electoral authority and a complete bastardization of the process. But, you know, sure, go ahead. Invite further scrutiny uh, from the Supreme Court, who is definitely going to intervene here. So what you've got here is four lawyers who have decided that their views outweigh yours. Their views are more important more important than, than yours. Yeah. Their views are more correct than yours and so much so that you're not even going to get an opportunity to express your views if this is an election interference i'm not sure what would qualify the fact you're taking away voters even opportunity Mm -hmm. to make this election yeah uh keeping your political opponent from even running hmm what does that sound like does that sound like maybe oh i don't know a dictator. Yeah. Sounds like a kangaroo republic. The same thing that they're calling Donald Trump. Isn't that the way of it? Narcissistic, manipulative behavior. They'll blame you for what they're doing, calling Donald Trump a dictator when, in fact, they're the ones trying to keep him off the ballot. That's the authoritarianism in action. Mm-hmm. Because Donald Trump never interfered with other uh, opponent, his opponent's ability to enter into the race. No, he didn't. He didn't. And and he didn't censor anybody. He didn't take anybody off the ballot. And uh, he he never stole anything from anybody. I mean, you've got uh, him not being convicted of insurrection. No one involved in January 6th was convicted of insurrection. Trump was never charged with insurrection. So then how could the 14th no Amendment possibly suppri- apply? It can't. Uh, and he was acquitted on the second impeachment of charges that related to the events of January 6th. So it's a whole lot of hooey. And you've got people who claim to be for democ- democracy and for America, yet they'll tell you how you can vote. So 
That doesn't really sound like a democracy to me. It's going to backfire. Every time they try to attack Donald Trump, it only increases his stature and increases his prominence. Now mm -hmm. with the, what is it going on, four separate criminal indictments of varying levels uh, uh, against Donald Trump, what it has showed is the weaponization of the Justice Department and in many ways proven some of his theories right. So the Trump campaign has said that they're going to swiftly appeal, no doubt, and they described the ruling as being completely uh, a completely flawed decision. Many people, including uh, Alan Dershowitz, he says the Supreme Court will most likely rule against the Colorado court. And again, you've got these uh, four unelected academic lawyers who are trying to determine the fate of the country. Um, but in doing so, let's just put Colorado in the column for Trump at this point. Yeah. Because it's going to backfire on him. Uh, here's a reaction from Vivek Ramaswamy when he found out. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Okay, so uh, the Colorado GOP came out and they said that they're going to uh, just change and go to a caucus then. Dave, I, th I think that's a brilliant workaround. I didn't appreciate the strategic uh, brilliance of that in the first segment. <laughs> uh, Ron DeSantis just said that the uh, decision to remove Trump from the ballot is all part of an elaborate plan to ensure that he becomes the nominee. And uh, he then said that uh, you need to vote for him because the deep state won't target him like they do Trump. And there's a new poll out that says one in three voters who backed Trump in 2020 say America needs a president willing to break some laws to set things right. But Donald Trump didn't break the, ins I mean, he didn't, charge yeah that's a, that's a, that's a weird that's a weird way i i would blame the phrasing on the pollster of that probably willing to break some laws <laughs> uh, to set things right well don't we have that problem with uh president biden right now right uh, and his refusal to enforce the border i wanted to uh play this uh audio from vivek ramaswamy you say that he's pulling a biden when he's doing this yeah he was uh challenging somebody to uh these football players in iowa and he was challenging them to push-ups, right? Yeah. And he does it pretty pretty easily, it looks like. Ready, go? Let's go, brother. 30. Yeah. Let's go. One, two, three, four, 
They're still going, by the way. They stopped counting, but they're still going, doing the push-ups. But they can do push-ups, but doesn't that remind you of what President Biden was doing in 2020, uh, even making the rounds and challenging voters to, oh, I'll do a push-up fight with you, Jack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you remember? You're talking about when he called that voter fat, yeah. right? And, and Listen, fat, here's the deal. Right? Uh, I, I believe... Because the internet's forever, we don't have to go back too far. That was only in 2020, but here is Joe Biden challenging someone to push-ups. A damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has heard that. No. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and and, and no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take the next piece. Number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not once. You were doing anything wrong. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your words straight, Jack. Jack. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that. So isn't that ultimately a deflection of the issue? Because there the voter was confronting him about the Burisma appointment mm-hmm. and Biden, inv- you know, uh, 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 getting the prosecutor fired for investigating his son. And so instead of talking about what's going on, we talk about push-ups. Mm-hmm. And like Vivek, instead of talking about policy positions and ideas, oh, we're going to do push-ups with the crowd. And it enamored both sides. The Democrats thought that was just absolutely what? Oh, yay, President Biden's going to do push-ups. And you got the football player. Players like, yeah, right on Vivek. But that doesn't get to the heart of the issue. That doesn't tell me what kind of leader they're going to be. I'm not z- z- jazzed by this. This doesn't impress me. You you don't you don't like the idea that Vivek is showing that he's got youth on his side? Because I, I think he's ultimately got youth on his side. He's but like I think that's 40. what he was trying to do, though. I mean, he's just trying to show the difference between himself, where you have Vivek who's actually doing the push-ups, they're counting them off, and then you've got Joe Biden who's saying, "You want to? I'll challenge you to a push-up contest," and then they just walk back and forth and yell at each other, and okay. not one push-up is done. Because you know, you know, Ethan, how that would go. He'd get down on the ground, he would do no push-ups, and then he would need help getting back up. (laughs) Whereas Vivek jumps down on the ground, busts out 30 push-ups, and pops back up. No problem. Didn't crack his knees. (laughs) Didn't hurt anything. And I think he's just hammering away the point that he is, he's got the stamina and he's got the virility to not only campaign, which he's doing, which you really don't see Joe Biden doing much at all, but, uh, you know, to also do the things that are physically required of a person to be president. It's a taxing job. You probably get four or five hours of sleep a night, unless you're Joe Biden, whose wife is telling him he needs more sleep. More sleep? What is that going to do? 
Maybe if he sleeps more, he'll make less decisions, and that's okay with everybody. So, you know what? As I'm talking this out right now, I think maybe Jill Biden is right. He should go to sleep. Just go take a nap. Take a really long <laughs> nap and stop doing stuff. It is 17 after 11. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 11. This is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. My name is Casey. Rob Kendall has the day off. Ethan Hatcher joining me in the studio. You ready to talk about dogs again today? Yeah, I like pooches. Uh, the reason we're doing that is because Forbes just released a new survey and uh, they asked 10,000 dog owners nationwide to find out which state spoiled their pooches the most. Where did Indiana rank on that list? Oh, you know what? Indiana did not rank in the top 10. In fact, the survey said that pet owners in Oklahoma spoil their dogs the least, followed by Indiana. Whoa! Uh-huh. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're not doing so hot and, and treating our puppies good. Uh, People Wisconsin, love their dogs in Indiana. Wisconsin, Idaho, New Mexico, and South Carolina also not the best pet owners, according to this survey. Okay. Um, the states that did do very well, Florida, Alaska, Washington, Colorado, probably because they're told to, <laughs> California, New Jersey, Illinois, Texas, Delaware, and also Virginia. It's quite a spread. Yeah. uh, Florida topped the list. 66% saying that they spend more money on their dog's health and grooming than their own. I have done that so many times because, you know, I have a miniature schnauzer, Gracie dog. And uh, schnauzers, they don't shed. It's one of the reasons that I have a schnauzer is because she's hypoallergenic. Uh, But when a dog doesn't shed, that means you have to take them to the groomer to get their hair cut. And there have been many times where I'm frustrated that the dog seems to get their hair done more often than me. I'm glad I don't have to give any of my cats a haircut. That'd be a nightmare. Like when the dog is getting groomed more than the human, uh, I would say that that's pretty much a spoiled puppy. You know, Um, they also said that uh, 43 percent of people in Florida have pushed their dog in a stroller. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that's too much. And 54 percent regularly throw their dog's birthday parties. Now, I know Rob Kendall has thrown Bruce a birthday party before, but you don't like. But he's never pushed him in a stroller. We don't don't know that. We don't know that for sure. Um, But you don't like the idea of the stroller. I would think that unless they're not infants. Yeah, unless they're. There's a, a health issue, maybe a, a elderly dog with a with a hip issue. They need that extra exercise. And isn't it that dogs um, get a lot of exercise from sniffing? 
like that gets their heart rate sure. going when they're walking and they're sniffing. It's it's actually how they they get some cardio in, which is I didn't realize that was what was going on, but sure that makes sense. I mean, if you think when about I, it, walking around and sniffing all the time, in and out, breathing that quickly, yeah, it would get your heart rate going. Well, Does no. that explain Biden? It's <laughs> 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 something he needs to do, maybe, huh? Yeah, get some heart exercise. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so ways that people spoil their dogs: taking family photos, also. Um, what, what's another one? Oh, buying their, their dog clothes. Okay. Sure. I, I mean, isn't it a process to try and get your animals in the clothes, though? I mean, I mean, so, some are more amenable to this than others, but I, I would think by and large, most dogs, certainly most cats, mm-hmm. are not big fans of when you dress them up. No, I, I've tried to put uh, for a humans. Little, little shirt on Gracie before. She doesn't like it. Have you ever seen the dogs when you put, like, the little boots on their feet and they walk around like, like what oh. is this? Um, another way that people... Uh, spoil their dogs is prepare homemade dog food or order a nice treat for them at a restaurant. Many people will order something for the dog in a doggy bag. Doggy bag. Now, to I've take kno- home I, to I, them. I've known people who have made, for various dietary reasons, uh, their own dog food, you mm-hmm. know, like giving them more grains, putting some fresh meat in there, some peas and vegetables and stuff like that. So, that, like, that makes sense. Again, if your dog has, like, a need, otherwise, why not go for the dry feed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a story that really bummed you Oh, out. my God. This pissed me off some kind of way. A 26-year-old out of Westfield, what was it, Westfield? Uh, yes, Westfield, Australia. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't even want you to say it, really. Well, but, you, but you have you, to, to but tell wait, the story. But we have to. She threw her dog mm-hmm. off the top uh, uh, floor of a parking garage, and the dog didn't die. They had to put the dog down because a passerby found her and assumed she'd been hit by a car. Mm -hmm. And no, of course, she was treated callously by the owner who later confessed to the crime on Facebook, said she couldn't live with the guilt. And she did her dog a favor Mm. by throwing her off the parking garage because all she did was abuse and mistreat her. And so now she's in a better place. Um, obviously this woman is a psycho and battling with, you know, with severe mental issues. She's been put in jail for 12 months because Mm -hmm. of this and prohibited from owning an animal for 10 years. But if this was a just world, we'd uh, be having an eye for an eye treatment here and see how she likes being thrown off the top uh, floor of a parking garage. Cause that's absolutely disgusting to do that to animals. And they've shown like pictures of her with the dog, um, you know, posting it. Like those animals give us unconditional love, so it's our responsibility to return the favor. And so to miss, it just bugs it bugs me. It was a Maltese uh, Shih Tzu named Princess, and if the woman knew that she was hurting the dog or abusing the dog, give it to somebody else. Exactly. You know, I it, she knew she had a problem. That that's not the proper way to solve. And the all problem. this was caught on a security feed, by the way. So if you want to make yourself cry, mm. go look that up on uh, Twitter. No, no, we don't want to watch that video. I, that woman, she doesn't need. Somebody should throw yeah. her off the top uh, floor of a parking garage. Okay. Um, Good luck. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, President Potty Mouth. He was giving a eulogy for <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Is it Potty Mouth, though? Let's play the clip. Let's you want to play the clip and then discuss? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Here's your president. And prove that a woman can not only do anything a man can do, but many times do it hell of a lot, heck of a lot better. Excuse my language, Father. Mm. 
excuse my language, father. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in a church. Well, hell is something you talk about in church. Is it a curse? I think in the way he used it. Okay. He wasn't saying, you know, repent or you'll go to hell. He was, you know, he said. It, one, one, I, one I don't of, know. It didn't. It, that didn't bother me so much. That didn't phase me. I think it was uh, more. Do you shocking. think people would have noticed had he not said, "Excuse yeah, my language, father"? That like, was the like funny he pointed part. it out. Oh, excuse my language, father. I mean, a heck of a. <laughs> Yeah, like I wonder if if it would have just gone over most people's heads. Yeah, but since I think he, so, he made people aware of what he attention. was saying. Yeah, he brought more attention to it. Well, um, I mean that 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 or that that whole memorial service has been a disaster after we played uh, the the honor, honor guard, yeah, honor who was guard passing collapsing. Out. Yeah, uh, because what she locked her knees, which I again I didn't know that you could pass out from just standing upright for an extended period of time. That mm-hmm. shocks me. Stand at attention for a few hours. I bet you'll feel a little lightheaded. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm not part of the military. I don't but, have that kind of discipline. But back to Joe Biden. I mean, did he even really? He was giving a speech. It almost seems like another occasion where he doesn't even realize where he is. He's no. so not aware. Can't read from a note card. Can't read from a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's foggy and uh, usually misspeaks in some capacity. All right, let's talk about this uh, cruise line bait and switch. Do we have time? Uh, yeah, we've got time to get into this. Travelers okay. uh, going on a tropical vacation, left out in the cold. Uh, their cruise ship was what headed to Florida and then to the Bahamas. Well, I but think then it, it was I, rerouted. Yes, I think it departed from Florida. So okay. these people traveled to Florida with the expectation they're departing and they're going to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. But then while they were being loaded up, some of the you know uh, luggage employees like, oh, you're going to Canada, and they laugh it off. <laughs> Canada. I brought no, my we, bathing suit. No. Right. We booked, we booked these tickets for the Bahamas, uh-huh. you silly goose. Surely that's a joke. And then they show up the next morning in Boston only to realize that the cruise line had sent out an email the day before Yikes. talking about, oh, well, due to inclement weather, we mm-hmm. have to reschedule the voyage. And surprise, you'll be going to Canada instead. Well, that's not the ticket I paid for. And this family of, what was it, four, I think, had paid more than $5,000 to be a part of this cruise. And I would definitely be asking for a refund. Not only can you foot the bill for my uh, unexpected trip to Canada <laughs> and give all the amenities included, <laughs> but you can give me a full refund and make uh, make good for the trip to the Bahamas because that's, that's unacceptable. That's not- not even the same vacation no. at all. No, you no, know, it's not. You know, I just went on a cruise uh, a few months ago, and we left from Florida, and we went to the Bahamas. But at one point during the cruise, it was supposed to be our day at sea, and the boat turned around, and we went back to Fort Lauderdale. Many people on the ship did not even realize that we were not surrounded by water. We were back in port, the same port we had just left 24 hours before. But this was a different instance. It wasn't due to inclement weather. There wasn't any sort of bait and switch. There was somebody on the uh, on the cruise who was having a medical situation. Oh. So they had to get us back to port. That person got off the ship. Apparently, I, I'm assuming they got the medical attention they needed. And then we went back out to sea and uh, went on to the Bahamas. This story gets more ironically disastrous because the family that was interviewed for this, Mm -hmm. she already travels frequently to Boston for her work. She goes there all the time. She's already there all the time. She's like, I didn't want to come back. I want to go to the Bahamas. What a bummer. (laughs) It is 11.30. We've got the news coming up. It's 93 WIBC.
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning, 1134 with the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has a day off. Ethan Hatcher is in the studio. And Ethan, the stage at Donald Trump's campaign rally in Iowa featured Christmas-themed decorations. That sounds about right. Tis the season, right? Sure. No problems there. Uh, Many of them included his... Now infamous Georgia mugshot. You know, he was selling uh, his wrapping paper. It's a, it's a picture of him, his mugshot. He's wearing a Santa hat, and it says, Never Surrender. And it's all done in black and white, except for the Santa hat is red. And uh, these were the things that were decorating the stage where he was giving his speech. Democrats have no one to uh, blame but themselves for making him incredibly marketable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's taking this mugshot, and that's it exactly. He's selling different items with him on it, including those... NFT trading cards. Yeah. Thank you, Democrat Party, for the enormous campaign fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> so for Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he, he announced he's going to be selling off pieces of the suit that he wore during that mugshot as well. And I haven't read, I haven't seen that it's sold out yet because I would I feel like that would be another headline right away, like sold out. You know, he would be truthing that out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so those things may still be available, but what you can get very easily is his merch, t-shirts, mugs, can coolers, bumper stickers, all featuring his mugshot and the phrase never surrender. What color were the Christmas trees? I didn't catch that. Um, it looks like they're green. They're green. Okay. Yeah, well, I remember, I remember, remember, <laughs> uh, the leftists threw a fit when Melania brought those red Christmas trees into the white house. Mm. And I forget what they, they said the association was there, but they just bit, Mega complaints. Big mad. There's uh there's also wrapping paper with Donald Trump. It's it's green wrapping paper. It's got, you know, a picture of him and it says make make America great again. Green wrapping paper, white white writing, and uh put your little red ribbon on it and you're all good to go. Have yourself a MAGA little Christmas. What a way to uh upset the uh the the liberals in your life if you wanted to. <laughs> you know? Uh, dear liberals, uh, Trump never removed his opponent from a ballot. Dear liberals, Trump never used the government against you. Uh, dear liberals, Trump never censored speech. And yeah, there you go. Merry Christmas. Uh, passive aggressive Christmas. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about what happened with Tom Brady. And here's another interesting story. So a San Francisco family was picking up their photos from a CVS. Yeah. And they got just a bit of a surprise when they picked up their order and included were some of the personal photos of Tom Brady by mistake in their order. Can you imagine that? You go to CVS, you're flipping through your photos, and then all of a sudden 
There's Tom Brady. Was their last name Brady too? How'd this mix-up happen? It, it was it, the mom ordered the photos and picked them up from CVS, and I I think what happened is she ordered them digitally. Got you know how you upload it, and then went to the store to pick them up. But when they were printed, the CVS store actually got them intertwined, and all of a sudden, pictures of Tom Brady. But I think the the real question that I have here is not about getting somebody else's photos, but like printing photos because everything is so digital now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not dropping off film like we used to do, but. Who's printing photos anymore? Is that still? Yeah, I actually knew somebody who printed all photos at the CVS all the time because he was an autograph seeker. So he'd get photos with these, you know, various famous celebrities. Sometimes he'd print photos of himself, you know, with a celebrity and then have them sign on top of it. Sometimes he'd just uh, have photos of the celebrity and get them to autograph to him, various things. But yeah, going to the CVS all the time. I, uh, I I can't even think about the last time that I had photos printed. And and if I it, it's like almost well, like special. Well, you should. Oh, you you, you took the time. You, you should be going you to the CVS. Printed these photos because by keeping all of your pictures and precious memories in the on digital my phone? sphere, right, or on your phone, you lose a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You lose so, so much of that. It doesn't stick around as forever as you would like it to on the internet. And so it's far more prudent to print off those precious memories uh, and and most important events while you have the time and while they're in your possession. Now I know a lot nothing, of nothing beats having a hard copy. Yeah. Yeah, I know a, a lot of uh, women, a lot of people will do like the scrapbooking. Yeah. Uh, where they put a lot of time and effort into printing off the picture. And then the bigger deal is all of the the papers and stuff around the picture. It's not even so much about the picture when you do that as this work of art that you've created with the stamps and the inks and the... Collage. You, colla- yeah, the collage. Um, and it almost seems like the picture becomes secondary to what they've created uh scrapbook just reminds me of a hope jar you know where they stick all the little Mm -hmm. mementos on you wanted to talk about greta thunberg what did she do uh greta thunberg of course doing her usual rounds calling for climate uh climate activism let's see this was uh uh she uh complained that the cop 28 climate deal is toothless and Mm -hmm. we need to address address the root cause as well I've got a suggestion for Greta about how we can address climate change, but first let's roll the tape. There have been 28 cops and that has not led us anywhere, but moving still in the wrong direction. I think this cop has once again proven that the cop processes are not working in our favor. Um, They are not designed to solve the climate crisis. Um, They are more working as an alibi for world leaders to say that oh, we, we signed this and they're not actually doing anything. If the cops would have led to anything, we would have seen results by now. Some people say that this is a first step, but we've already had first steps and that hasn't led us anywhere. The emissions are still increasing. We are experiencing record highs. Um, this, this text is toothless and it is nowhere even close to being sufficient to keep us within the 1.5 degree limit. It is a stab in the back for those most vulnerable and it was undemocratic. It was uh, signed when when many island states were not in the room, that is completely unacceptable and we cannot talk about climate justice without having the most affected in the room. As long as we don't treat the climate crisis as a crisis and as long as we keep 
lobby interests influencing these texts and these processes, we are not going to get anywhere. We need to address the root causes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if Greta wants to address the root causes, mm -hmm. I saw a study published in the New York Post which revealed, according to the scientists, <laughs> and you got to trust the science, Casey, sure. that... The, uh, humans mm -hmm. are significantly contributing <laughs> to global warming by breathing. And you can look oh, it no. up. So if Greta wants to stop global warming right now, I got a good idea on how she can get a head start. Let's hold her breath uh -huh. and see how long that lasts. But Greta <laughs> can't hold her breath. She's got the blah, blah, blah. She likes to talk. She hasn't changed. When I say climate change, what do you think of? Blah, blah, blah. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. We can no longer let the people in power decide. Blah, blah, blah. Did you hear me? What do we want? Blah, blah, blah. But it starts with blah. When do we want it? Blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear. What do we want? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And think about the enormous carbon footprint that Greta by herself is responsible for <laughs> jet-setting around the world so she can chide us for mm -hmm. not doing enough. Good mm -hmm. job, you little girl. Okay, so they say that exhaled human breath can contain small, elevated concentrations of methane and nitrous oxide, both of which contribute to global warming. And look at how much global warming she created in just that one segment full of hot air. <laughs> Did you see how large that crowd was there was a, a smattering there was a smattering of people yep. must be the cold weather that we're keeping them away <laughs> i like that song by the way that actually sounds like that, that that's a that's a good hit yeah um okay let's talk about uh, tucker carlson again he says he hates the idea of a trump haley 24 ticket says he wouldn't vote for it uh because he calls haley a creature of the oligarchs and uh, he would not uh, vote for that ticket. He wouldn't advocate it against it strongly. Uh, let's listen to Tucker. Would you vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP? And would you guys vote no? for Trump? Well, I mean, that's the question that I asked you specifically. Well, I, right. I, I, I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would, I would advocate against it as strongly as I could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I well, that, that's, I, just, I, that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in, who endorsed the BLM riots, and who is... Not only is, is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most speaking of nihilist, nihilistic way, and has no real popular support. Is like is a creature of the oligarchs. So yeah, that would be that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Even Trump, Haley is a no go. Nikki Haley. He would get assassinated immediately if that were the case. Yeah, and by the way, I just can't imagine a world where that could happen. That would be so crazy. I mean, anything could happen, of course, but picking Nikki Haley. Um, who's utterly treacherous and utterly dismissive of, like the interests of Americans. Yeah, it's a no go for me, uh, but it's a yes for BlackRock. OK, so what? They're just throwing out names now at this point. Christine Ohm, Carrie Lake. Who who do you want? Who do you want, Tucker? Okay, he's saying no to uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Um, I agree. Much of it has to do with the military-industrial complex uh, relationship that she has. Do you think that there's any part of that where Tucker's saying no to Nikki Haley because he wants it to be him? 
Oh, well, I guess that's always a possibility. I, I, I'm not sure that Donald Trump would make, make that selection. But I will say that Nikki Haley is the reason why politicians should wear NASCAR outfits. So that way we can identify the Who sponsor is. Nikki Haley, mm -hmm. brought to you by the Koch brothers. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley, brought to you by Blackwater. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley, you know, and the list goes on. She, you got to trot out those corporate sponsorships. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Ten minutes away from 12, it is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. What's Ethan this? Hatcher in for Rob Kendall. This isn't Rush Limbaugh. What, oh, is, yeah. th what is this? He went back to Ohio. <laughs> uh, Carl's like, it's, it's just, I, there's it's only just bumper one music, show. man. It's just bumper there's music. There's only one show that sounds like that, mm -hmm. and that's Rush Limbaugh's show. I remember that when I was a kid. Brum, 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 brum. Uh, so Tucker Carlson was at the Turning Point USA uh, get-together, and he had a lot of things to say. We've been sharing some of it with you. But he had this one line, there's no painting in the Louvre that's half as beautiful as your dog's face. I agree with that. He made he made some pretty good assertions about the connection with uh, your quality of life and your well-being and the beauty that surrounds you. And we live in a society of decay, and it brings everyone down mm -hmm when you are surrounded by ugliness. So I really liked Tucker Carlson talking about these points. And though I disagreed with his assertion about the divine, because of course, as an atheist, I find lots of beauty and truth in life without the need for a divinity, but he made some good points. So let's roll the tape. And anyone who bombards you with ugliness hates you. And we are being bombarded with ugliness and we don't even notice. And what do I mean by that? I mean the physical landscape around us. Yes. This is the most beautiful country in the face of the earth, and I can say that with some, I think, certainty, having been to many, many countries. We have the best-looking country. <laughs> and the way things look really matters. Mm -hmm. If you raise a child in an isolation room, what happens to the child? He becomes completely disabled. If you love your children, you raise them with lots of visual stimuli and beautiful things, so they will be inquisitive and bright-eyed and cheerful. The uglier you make an environment, the more you oppress the people who live in the environment. And it can't be accidental because what is beauty? Beauty is truth. The truer something is, the more beautiful it is. The most beautiful things were made by God. Period. Except for parasites, but whatever. The most beautiful things are in no museum. They're nature. They're trees and leaves and grass. Mm. They're animals. They're your dog's face. There's no painting in the Louvre that's half as beautiful as your dog's face. That's not a sentimental statement. That's a reflection of fact. And if I'm lying, find one. There isn't one. And all great art is the closest approximation people can get to the things that God made. Mm, the actual that's thing. what it is. And there's a connection. And the most beautiful thing of all, of course, is people. Mm -hmm. A person's face. Mm -hmm. I'd say a woman's face, but opinions may differ. <laughs> but the human face mm -hmm. is the most beautiful thing. So to the extent they deface that, literally deface that, to the extent they make our environment uglier, 
They're trying to hurt us, and they are serving evil. And I think that connection was also well illustrated by a video about why modern architecture sucks that was created by Paul Joseph Watson, which is largely a condensation of a longer documentary that I would recommend everyone take the time to view by a British philosopher, Roger Scruton, uh, called Why Beauty Matters. And he talks about the connection between when your architectural and your community identity decays, so does your civil uh, well-being. And this was also elucidated by Paul Joseph Watson. Let's play that. Why should we care about the architecture that surrounds us? This isn't just about feeling aesthetically pleased by what we see. Buildings broadcast a message. Good and bad architecture can lift or subdue the human spirit. The architecture we leave behind also represents the legacy of our contribution to human history. The buildings we build directly impact our quality of life and the nature of the environment that surrounds us. And that's why this matters, because aesthetic ugliness encourages ugly behaviour. Mm. Municipal mm. pride evaporates. Your ability to create places that are meaningful and places of quality and character depends entirely on your ability to define space with buildings in order to inform us who we are. And when you degrade the public realm, you will automatically degrade the quality of your civic life. Oh, but there's and that's why it's so important as conservatives, we believe in protecting tradition, tradition to conserve the architectural heritage of your community, because when it goes away, you contribute to the samification of our cultural identity, in fact, our global identity. And it's such a shame when you travel across the country and you see the same uh, bog standard McDonald's, the same gas stations, the same Walmarts with the same layouts next to the targets and the same general style of subdivisions. And it's taken away municipal pride mm -hmm. and cultural identity and I believe directly contributes to the societal decay that we suffer from. Yeah, and I agree with what Tucker said. We do have the most beautiful country. When you think about yes, it, we've we got the, do. the oceans, the lakes, the mountains, the plains, from sea to shining sea. We have everything. It's such a uh, bountiful country and beautiful. And you're right, we need to keep it that way. And also, yes, I agree that there isn't a painting in any museum that's uh, half as beautiful as your dog's face. Or or your cat's face. Or your cat's face or a person's face because this is a living, breathing being and life is always going to be much better than any inanimate object. Love the way you phrase that. Okay, uh, Ethan, it's time for me to go because I'm taking a couple days off, but you and Brad Kloppensteinstein, you're going to hold down the fort for Rob and I, and we appreciate you doing that. Thank you so very much for filling in uh, all, all week while uh, we, we get a couple days to breathe. Thanks for having me. And uh, we know that our listeners are going to uh, stick with you because we're counting on that. So thank you, Ethan. Thank you, Carl. And uh, you have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you back here next week. Tony Katz is on the way next. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.